0: Welcome. You're listening to the Granary Young Adults Podcast, Unapologetic, a fortnightly podcast where we don't avoid hard conversations, we aim for them. In each episode, we talk about the contentious, taboo, and uncomfortable, the topics that no one is speaking about, but everyone is talking about. If you don't want to be challenged, this is not the podcast for you. These aren't sermons or lectures, they're conversations to challenge and activate dialogue as we dig into what God wants to teach us. I'm Rachel Baker, the Young Adults Pastor at the Grammary Church. Thanks for listening in, and we hope today's episode challenges and blesses you today. Thanks for joining us um, to all of our listeners. Today we are going to be discussing what do we do about pornography. So I think that there are lots of podcasts out there and resources and information about statistics about pornography use, um, people's experiences and stories, but What we wanted to sort of focus on today, what the point of this podcast is, is talking about what we do about pornography. So as a young adults ministry, where might we be um, lacking in opening up the discussion? What do we do to help people that are experiencing um, a struggle with pornography use? And I think just starting a conversation about its relevance in our ministry, in our church and yeah, how we can support each other in um, healing from pornography use. So today I've asked Matt Scholfield to join us and he has said yes, thankfully. So thanks for joining us today, Matt.
1: Thanks, Rach. It's really great to be here. And yeah, such a such a massive topic, um, Big topic. and yeah, I'm no, really excited to be able to talk about it today with you.
0: For those that might not know Matt, he and his wife Maddie both attend the granary, frequently the 6 p.m. service and my husband Lyndon and I have had the pleasure of getting to know these guys as they've been part of our connect group. As well. So we love and adore these guys, and we're really thankful for you to come and speak today. Besides just being willing to have a conversation, why is it that this has been on your heart? Why is this something that you've wanted to? Be part of this conversation.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I guess for starters, um, it's something that I have personally um, struggled with throughout my journey as a believer, as a as a Christian, and as a human. I guess in this um, society that we that we live in, um, mm. it's something I've walked and I've journeyed, and also been a part of the story with other people as well, and walking walking and journeying through with them their struggles um, yeah. for many years. So um i see its impact in the lives of of our young adults um in the lives of of kids and and teenagers and yeah that would be why i'm here today yeah. to talk about it with you yeah
0: right thanks for that and um yeah we just really want to honor you and being open to have the discussion so thanks for that for you personally i guess what's been some of your journey that you're willing to sort of share with us how how have you been affected by
1: pornography use. Yeah, absolutely. I'm pretty much an open book about all this sort of yeah. stuff. Um, you know, I'm more than happy to talk about all the the use, I guess, my experience. Um, it, it started from a, a pretty young age for me. I, I grew up in a in a um in a Christian family. My dad was a pastor mm-hmm. um, and I was I was homeschooled as a kid. So you could say that I had a somewhat sheltered upbringing. Yep. However, that didn't save me from um from porn or um, or, you know, those sort of experiences at all. Um, so I think I started, I honestly don't know how old I was. It was probably 11 or 12 um, mm-hmm. when I sort of first got exposed to it. And it sort of, yeah, definitely um, got worse from there as I, you know, um, as, it, as it became a casual sort of thing to more of an addiction in, in later sort of teenage years. Um, so yeah in you know different types of of porn use and it's definitely been a struggle for me and impacted a lot of my life and so it's been a journey to becoming free of it Mm. um, in a way and so it's not something that kind of happened overnight for me it's been a definitely a journey and and through trying different things and um and yeah different prayer ministry and and everything so yeah
0: thanks for sharing that i think Something that's really interesting that you pointed out is the fact that you were saying in, for all intents of purposes, it's this sort of sheltered upbringing, yet it's something that still you found as a struggle. Do you think as you were growing up, particularly, I suppose, having a father as a pastor, did you find yourself justifying the behavior or was it very much a like a hidden thing that you tried to um, make sure nobody sort of... Knew about.
1: Yeah, it was it was a very much a hidden thing. Yep. Um, for many years, I thought I was the only person that that struggled with it, and yep. um and yeah, it was it was massively. Um, I felt very very guilty and shame and everything until probably later in year 11 or year 12 i you know got together with some some people and um and we had a real open honest conversation about it at a school event i think it was in in the christian school i went to and i was like wow okay this is not a a a me problem this is a um this is a all of us in this room in this you Mm. know in this guys group um we actually were all struggling with the same thing and i was like oh this is not just me. And I'm kind of <laughs> sad by the fact that it's not just me, but also relieved to have some people who understand what I'm going through.
0: Yeah. Would you say that was a big changing moment was realizing that there were more people that were being affected than than you being in the, that all on your own?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, for sure.
0: So I just wanted to touch on an article that was in the Relevant magazine. I think we sort of had a brief discussion about this, but the relevant magazine article is called Porn is Rewiring a Whole Generation, Christians Included. And I think what's really important is that this is something that society is having an issue with, but it's not limited only to uh, counter Christian or secular community, that it's also happening within our church. What I thought was interesting in the article is that they list three main areas where a Christian spiritual life is affected through porn use. I think a lot of the information that we get is about statistics and numbers and things, but I hadn't ever really heard it put into a spiritual um, sense of the things that Mm -hmm. are happening or being decreased or affected with poor news. The three main areas that they point out are spiritual growth for one, Mm -hmm. marriage and kingdom service. And I guess I just wanted to throw to you with things like your own growth, marriage, and service. Why do you think those are areas that get affected through pornography use?
1: I guess it's um, it's somewhat like any other sin. The fact that there's a um, it's something that separates us from mm. uh, from us and, and God. So, on a spiritual growth point of view, you know, we uh, don't have the same access to God, or we might not hear from him as well, or things might be foggy. Um, mm. So yeah, I think um, on a spiritual growth sort of side of things, um, it impacts our, our relationship with God.
0: The one that really um, surprised me was serving in mm. a church. Yeah, And I tried to have a bit of a think about that because I thought, that's an interesting thing. We're actually in a time in the church where serving is probably at an all-time low. Yeah, And I'm not saying that that's completely due to pornography (laughs) use, but I do think it's interesting that it seems to almost be a bit of a trend. So like you said, the further you feel from God, the more separated you feel from God, the less you feel like serving. Mm. So there must be several reasons that make us feel separated, but I probably wouldn't have naturally thought of pornography use as being one of those things mm. that might actually decrease our willingness to serve in the church. Yeah. So I found that one really fascinating and yeah. interesting, yep. yeah, that yeah. it can have that sort of an effect.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's like um it's somewhat the the I- ideology of like you have to be perfect to um mm. serve or you know contribute in that way to a a growing community, but absolutely um that's not what Jesus came to uh, say to us as a, as a community, he came to, you know, really invest his time in the, in the lost and, and the broken and, and then said, go on from here mm. and, um, and, you know, be filled with the spirit. Do
0: you think that that's something that holds people back? The feeling of if they're struggling with pornography use that then they're not good enough. They can actually be, you know, that they shouldn't be participating in serving or, um, that for some reason that that means that they're not good enough or they're not, you know, at a place where they should be participating. Do you think that's, what are your thoughts on that?
1: Yeah, I definitely think it could play a part. And I guess that's one really good reason why this podcast would be um, so important and to talk about this issue and open up the discussion of saying, you know, hey, look, we're all broken people. And just because um, you're struggling with one sort of sin and someone else next to you might be struggling with something else, it's not, um, it's no reason why that should stop you from seeking healing from that mm-hmm. for starters, but also just contributing to the community yeah. and, and serving.
0: Yeah, and I guess we're not saying keep it hidden and serve. We're yeah. saying this is actually a call to find healing yeah. from these things yeah. and to serve. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's really good. Thanks, Matt. Something that I think is interesting is probably that hardline approach that some people might be tempted to take is just say, okay, here's your solution. You're struggling with pornography. You stop. Yeah. <laughs> what does that do to the person who's in that scenario? Like, do you think helpful or not?
1: Yeah, definitely, definitely not helpful. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, as much as um, you know, if if you're someone who's listening to this and you um, you probably and you've struggled with a, a porn addiction of, of some sort, you probably just told that to yourself a lot of times mm. as well. Not not necessarily from other people, but you are just like just stop it, just just cut it out. <laughs> Why yeah. do I keep doing that? So yeah, I definitely think that it's it's a journey. It's not like a decision to just cut it out. It's something that you need to keep deciding. Mm. And and even now, you know, I haven't struggled with with pornography for for a fairly long time now. But it's not something that I've you know can just uh, I guess take off my radar. Yeah, it's not something that that I've you know. Had healing from it, and therefore I'm never going to fall into that pattern again. Mm. Um, so I think it's really important to—it's a daily decision as you go through life to just make that decision to go. This isn't a part of my story anymore.
0: I like that—that that it's not part of your story. I think in John four, when Jesus is speaking to the woman at the well, mm. he doesn't just point out her flaws and say stop. He—he he actually gives her the solution, which is living water, which is Him, and I think. Uh, that's probably the way that these things need to be approached as well. We can't just uh, force ourselves not to do these things. We have to know why we're changing and, and what we're um, aiming for. There's a um, part of an article on the Gospel Coalition website that says, Sex has become a substitute God in our culture. It's the source to which we look for meaning, fulfillment, value, and identity. And I think that really sums up probably what culture is telling us at the moment sex is. And if we're placing our value in um, our interaction and our experience with sex, and therefore we have pornography use at the increase, if we're using that for our value, then we're forgetting what it is that God's telling us our value is um, and looking for that fulfillment in him. Yeah. And it makes it really hard to just say, well, I'm just going to stop when we actually the problem is is that we need to be first working on our relationship with God mm-hmm. and seeing our value that he has. Yeah. yeah. Um in us. So it's it's almost like deceiving us from actually looking at the thing that really needs work.
1: Yeah. The fact that he showed mercy and yeah didn't sort of say just, you know, um just just cut it out.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um,
1: but you know be filled in me. Mm. Um and, and I'm going to give you living water. And that's just such a beautiful, beautiful story.
0: I think it's unlikely that you're going to hear a Christian promoting mm. um, or condoning pornography. Um, and like we said before, there's plenty of resources where you can get a bit more of the documented information mm. on pornography use and statistics. But I guess the thing that's concerning is that even with all that information available, the numbers of pornography use among Christians Is staggering. Mm. So, studies have shown that the use of porn by non Christians versus Christians is almost the same percentage. Are we approaching the topic, this topic of pornography, in the wrong way um, in the church? So, I guess what I'm wondering is if the statistics are showing that it's the same problem outside of the church as it is in the church, is the church doing approaching this topic the wrong way? What are we missing in the conversation?
1: I think the biggest thing is um, to have conversation, <laughs> yeah. and and I think that um, and to to make it not um, such a big deal to um, just bring it up and to uh, you know work it into connect studies or you know whatever that sort of looks like. I think um, I think the most important part is that there is a conversation happening about it. Yeah. Um, you know, on a regular, semi-regular sort of basis. I think. Um, yeah, if those sort of statistics are truly what they what they're saying they are then there's got to be a problem
0: and i think something too that um i've had a lot of feedback on is mm. oftentimes there's this perception okay we're throwing a guys young adults night on so yeah. <laughs> the discussion is going to be about pornography yeah, yeah um and then the girls are going to have a girls night and they're going to talk about leadership yeah <laughs> or um princess warrior woman um but I think that if we're all honest, pornography we know isn't just a topic for males, right? Absolutely. So yeah. um, I do think that continuing the conversation, but actually making this a conversation where everybody um, has an opportunity to share where they're at and yeah. to um, have those discussions is really important. Yeah, yep.
1: yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, it definitely isn't. Um, it's generally, you're right, it's generally tackled as a male only um problem but um the statistics are staggering um in female usage as well so yeah um yeah definitely something to keep in mind and and just because i'm a guy and i'm on this podcast doesn't mean that we couldn't have gotten you know a a female on to talk about their struggles and their journey as well um Mm. but yeah definitely
0: yeah something that um might be interesting with that because there might be a temptation then to say like oh well if this is something that affects Mm. um well a lot of people but let's just say male and female young adults for example let's just do an all-in conversation um what might be some of the pitfalls about making the discussion too open
1: yeah I guess um in that in that scenario um you need to be really careful with who you share things with yeah. um I think that there's a level of vulnerability that mm-hmm. um, happens when you open up your story to someone else and um, and it's like it's a bit of an intimate sort of thing yeah and so um yeah I guess you need to be careful just with um I guess who you you trust with that information Mm. um and yeah I don't necessarily know if like a all-in conversation in a large room with you know you know 100 young adults um is necessarily the 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 way out but Mm. I think um uh, at least in my experience um, the best things in, in my experience have been um, small groups of, of guys that um, that uh, we are um, held accountable to each other and we trust each other yeah. and um, and it's like a regular um, weekly fortnightly or whatever it is um, mm. sort of meeting and um, and a space safe place to to talk about those things yeah. and um, and it's something that you know is very awkward at, at the start yep. and um but over time it becomes more and more comfortable and it's just expected that's just what you share as a mm. part of this group um so yeah that was definitely um one of the best things uh for me in um in recovering from a, a very heavy sort of porn addiction yeah. um was that accountability um every week um with that group of guys um who were able to really hold me accountable and um, and, you know, if you um, had a bad week or whatever it was, it wasn't a place to say, you know, shame and, you know, guilt and whatever it was like. Hey, we're just gonna we're just gonna pray for you.
0: Yeah, great. Yeah. Yeah. So um I like that you're talking about the frequency, like you even said weekly. Mm. Um I'm assuming depend on who's in the group and what kind of um, journey you're all on. Yeah. But without divulging what's discussed, like what kind of questions would you sort of ask each other to keep each other accountable?
1: Yeah, we had um, in, in this group. Um, this was back a few years ago, um, but we had um, sort of four topics that we talked about on a regular basis, and mm-hmm. um, and it was all about becoming stronger. Um, godly men yeah. um and so uh one of them was just straight up um you know females or porn or whatever that sort of looked like whatever struggle it was that you had in that space um yeah, yeah so it was just uh it was just one of the topics that we talked about every every week so um, yeah. when it came around to that topic everyone had to share on that and how they went with that this week um yeah. and yeah whatever their struggle was um and yeah sometimes it was um the fact that they were in a dating relationship and wasn't necessarily modeling um what god you know would um uh you know want a dating relationship to look like um yep. intimacy wise so that would be what they would they would share about yep. um and for others it was um it was people who were uh, uh yeah really struggling with a porn addiction and um and so, yeah, just having that regular conversation was um, was huge.
0: I love that you pray for each other. It's super important mm. um, step in that in supporting each other and that you said that it's not a shame um, group. You're not yeah. sort of um, taking a tally. But what do you think is the line between um, shame and change?
1: I guess shame is uh, feeling guilty about a certain way and changing because of that guilt that you feel mm. um, rather than conviction is like, this is a decision that I'm making mm. and that um, I uh, I want this for me, yeah. not because I just want my shame to go away.
0: Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. good. And um, I guess encouraging and praying for that conviction to come rather yeah. than um, yep. yeah making each other feel bad yeah. or just um, relying on guilt to yeah force the you know the change of behavior because i think we'd all probably agree from times in our lives with any kind of sin is that if you're just doing it to do the right thing or you feel guilty and so you're trying to change it mm. it's a lot harder to maintain that yeah. long term than like it sounds like with your journey you had a change and even though you're careful about it still and yeah. you're aware of it but you actually had a life change as yes. opposed to um, just within your own strength, trying to maintain um, a lack of porn use, or yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. And I think um, I think the important thing as well is that um, it's not something that happened overnight. Mm-hmm. I think that's that's something I hear sometimes. And if that's your story, that God healed you from that overnight, then that's amazing, and I'm so happy for you. Yeah. But that's um, and I and I fully believe that God God wants that for you. Yeah. And that God can do that. He didn't do that with me yeah. and, and that's okay. Yeah. Um, I think my story was more um, a gradual, um, you know, uh, God's working within me mm. um, to change my behavior. Um, and so um, it went from, you know, a, very much a, a, an addiction on a regular basis to um, semi-regular to every now and then um, to once or twice a year and then, you know, completely cutting it out. So, yeah, that, I, that's that been my journey. Um, so yeah. I think that God's working can happen overnight, but it doesn't necessarily, that's that's not necessarily the way that he's doing it in you. And yeah. so, yeah. So just keep that in mind just because you, um, you haven't had complete healing from it and you've been trying for, you know, two, three, four years or whatever it might be. Mm. Um, that doesn't mean that God's not working in you.
0: Yeah, I think that's really important. Um, because there can be a temptation of, well, it hasn't just happened and so maybe I'm doing it wrong or maybe I'll never be free of it. Yeah. Um, and that's definitely the devil.
1: Yeah um yeah, yeah
0: trying to um make you doubt, yeah. you know, what God's doing in your heart and changing you. Yeah, as well. absolutely.
1: And it was definitely a a pattern that I saw in all the accountability groups that I've been a part of. Yeah. Is that um, you know, once one person had a bit of a, a good streak and they had a good couple of months and and then they they messed up and yeah. and then it was just like a snowball effect. They go, okay, I messed up once. I'm just gonna, yeah. you know, carry down that path. And and I think that the really important thing is if, if you are actively trying to um to free or, or seek freedom from, from a porn addiction, um, a a setback is mm. is just that. And you can actually pick yourself up from that and um in God's strength yeah. and and with prayer from from your accountability group and and your community Mm. um to uh you know not i guess give yourself permission to um to keep you know going back to that addiction Mm. um because yeah i think um god definitely wants to see you free from that and just because you know you had a had a setback doesn't necessarily mean that you can um that you should um just you know write it off and, and keep keep going because the that only causes more damage and it's going to take you longer to actually fully recover. Yeah, Mm.
0: that's good, Matt. I love practicals because that's the way my brain works.
1: Me (laughs) too, love it. (laughs) Um,
0: So as I'm sort of thinking about this um, as a granary young adults um, topic, what do you think our ministry can be doing to help the young adults that are struggling with porn use and addiction?
1: Uh, I think creating mentors or available mentors who can actually Talk with you or plug you in with an accountability connect group of mm-hmm. like-minded Christians who are going through similar things would be would be really great. Yep. And I think um, just giving permission to have the discussion yeah. as well yep. because sometimes it's like you can feel like a bit of an outcast if you... Um, if you're, you're you're struggling with this secret internal sin that's mm. um, that's kind of, you know, no one else sees or you don't know whether or not it's okay to share and if if I do, then, you know, am I going to allowed to come back or like, yep. yes, I think um, giving permission to first and foremost that you're not going to be kicked out of the church or, yes. you know, that it is an issue with, you know, probably the majority of the room um, yeah. on a Sunday night struggle with and so I think... Um, yeah, giving permission and then also um, uh, application to that um, mm. being, you know, we can plug you in with, with a connect group or an accountability group or someone who can really talk with you and and, and pray for you um, through that season.
0: Yeah, I think um, I would love to be able to actually offer something that's available, readily available, where people can actually respond and say, can we get help with this or can I, can you be praying for me in this way or it's um, connect me with somebody that can be, um, I can be accountable to, rather than keep these conversations hidden. I know for anybody listening that people might not know me very well, but that is something that I really want for the ministry: is that I'm somebody that people can come to and actually ask for help, and we can come up with some ideas on how to step forward and and start that sort of process of yeah. healing and recovery because we want to see people changed. Um, not nobody's coming to the table completely sin- free.
1: yeah, yeah.
0: and so um that that doesn't phase us, and that's actually what we're here for is mm. to help um, help with people being set free from the things that they're struggling with. yeah, so,
1: absolutely I'm
0: passionate about that. I think something too is um from the perspective of the granary church as well, if there's anybody listening outside of the young adults ministry um or anybody in the young adults ministry who's been through a journey like you, mm. um, even putting your hand up and saying, I had an experience that I've received um, healing from, and I'd actually like to volunteer to be somebody that people can come and talk to.
1: Yeah. Um, yep.
0: Because somebody that can relate and understand some of the challenge is going to be somebody that's a really valuable resource um, and confident to be able to say, Yeah, like I can pray for you in this, and there is there is hope and healing in this so yeah
1: i love that and i think that it's um that would be really really great if um if we had those sort of people within our community that could put their hands up and i think access to to them on a practical level really mm. needs to be really simple as well it's not like we're going to have you know a few people up the front on a sunday night yep. um saying hey if you struggle with a porn addiction come forward in front of the whole church and yes. everyone's going to see you i think it needs to be like a you know something super easy like text this number or yep. um you know so we can we can just you know guide you down the right avenue. It needs to be really simple and really easy. Yeah. Um, because there is a lot of baggage and, and shame and um that, that is carried with with a porn addiction.
0: Yeah. And we don't want to make it any harder to find help <laughs> um than it needs to be. Yeah. That's great. Any thoughts on creating a culture of caring versus shaming and to help people that are struggling in this area? Any Tips for people?
1: I guess just from from my own experience, um, just with the the accountability groups that I've I've been a part of, um, I think that it needs to be super clear that that the that the group or the environment of which you're sharing it is like a an open space and it's mm. um it's not off limits to any any topic of, of discussion yeah. um and it's and it's a safe place where you're not going to be um you know uh, feel guilty or or shamed um. At, you know what you've what you've shared but it's going to be um more of a a celebration that yeah. you you've shared that because that in itself is the hardest thing to do mm. is actually share um with someone else that this particular trigger or this particular addiction is a real struggle for me mm. so i think um i think creating a culture and an environment where sharing is not frowned upon or it's actually celebrated.
0: Yeah, wanting wanting to share that and, and, and experience change. Yeah, yeah. I think something as we've sort of had this discussion that I feel really strongly about is just going back to that idea that this is just as prevalent in the Christian community as it is um, outside of the church. Yeah. And I think that it's a challenge to those of us in ministry to be approaching this in a different way. Obviously, what we've been doing hasn't been as effective as we would like. And so I think some of those ideas are really um, great. And that's, that's, that's a challenge now for me to go away from this conversation and say, we need to do better for the Young Adults Ministry. What are we going to do? What can we set up to um, make these resources available, make this help and um, make it easier to reach out yeah, um, yeah. if this is you? So this is on me. So for anybody listening, check up on where that's headed um, and what we're doing about it. And hopefully you'll be able to start seeing new ways that GYA might be approaching this topic and how we open up that discussion and make those resources available. It's something that I think really needs yeah. to change, and we need to get better at. So, thanks for your thoughts and your advice on no that. That's no, really for great. Listening. Yeah, yeah. For- yeah, and thanks for the listeners today. Um, if you've got any questions, um, and something that we always say at the end of the podcast is, something doesn't sit with you, or you um, feel passionately about something that's been said, you know, we love feedback and we love to hear from you. And it's okay if you disagree, but let's start a conversation and and not be afraid to um, share what's on our hearts and, and minds. So, yeah, thanks for that, Matt. It's been great. Thank you. Thanks for joining us today. We hope this has been eye opening, challenging. And if you disagree with anything we've said, we encourage you to look into the scriptures and let us know what you found. We would love to hear from you. Reach out on socials in person, or you can connect anonymously from our website to give feedback or if you'd like support in any of the areas we discuss in our podcasts. Please share the episode if you found it interesting and subscribe to get notified when new episodes are published.